everybody. Happy Black History Month to everyone. Um, my name is Marcus Avery, and I'm the founder of Challenge Company, and this is the very first episode of Food for Thought. So <laughs> I'm excited to share this with you. And so basically, Food for Thought is my way of introducing you to new products and then also introducing you to new business owners who are really revolutionizing the food and beverage industry. So I think whether you're a food enthusiast or maybe even just looking to start your own business, I think you'll definitely be able to get something from these conversations. And so I want to actually introduce our first guest and the very first guest of Food for <laughs> Thought, Shanae Jones. So everybody give Shanae Jones a warm welcome. Yes, you know, we, we're going to be extra with the sound effects. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. And so, Shanae, I'll say for me personally, I've been following you for quite some time, maybe a little over two years now. Okay. So it's, it's been great to, like, see the developments of your, your business, not only from just, like, a marketing standpoint, but from a product development standpoint and just seeing you grow as a business owner. And so for maybe those who aren't as familiar with you, can you tell them a little bit about um, your background, how you got started? And um, I know you have this whole mantra of fusing hip hop and tea. So where did that even come from? Oh, sure. So um, like Marquis said, I'm Shanae. I am a first generation herbalist, um, first born American. Um, I grew up with my mom who's British and her parents were Jamaican. So I kind of came by my love of tea, honestly, and not necessarily a real traditional Jamaican sort of tea where they drink sorrel and ginger tea and Cerise. Um, While we did do that, for the most part, it was very British in the sense that we'd have our Tetley tea, condensed milk, and lots of sugar. So by the time it was done, it was mostly sweet milk. Um, but uh, that's what I did a lot of. And as I got older, I just got away from black teas and started really drinking more herbal teas, um, took an herbal apprenticeship, and then decided to launch my own business. Um, and I was foolish enough to think that you could just put up a website and people were going to buy. Like, that is not going to work. <laughs> you have got to have a marketing scheme, something behind it. Um, and so if you look at, like, our very beginning, it was, like, faithful tees. Like, that's more of what I was going for. But then I realized, you know, that's just a little too relaxed, a little too calm. Like, a lot of people are already kind of dominating that space. And it's also not necessarily true to me. I'm a big hip-hop fan. Um, I went to Bowie State University. Um, my very okay. first <laughs> my very first college essay was about imagery and money on my mind by Lil Wayne. So I've always been deeply committed to hip hop and figuring out how we could connect it to other things because it is didactic. It can teach you anything. So why should tea or plant medicine slash herbalism be any different? And so I decided to go with what I knew, which was hip hop paired with something that I didn't really know, which was running a business. And that's how I ended up with a hip-hop-inspired herbal tea company. Got it. And so I know from basically what I've seen from you so far, like, um, I know you posted, like, a lot about yourself. Like, how big is your team? I'm curious. Like, is it just you? Do you have a smaller yeah. team? Is it large? It's just, it's just me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's a lot. Because, again, I, I see the, the type of content that you put out, um, <laughs> which I love your marketing and branding, by the way. Thank you. As somebody who does it professionally, I can certainly appreciate that. Oh, good. Um, thank you. That means a lot. Because, <laughs> like I said, it's me and Canva. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Canva, it, it, it gets all tens. And so, I, I mean, I guess, how would you describe maybe your success so far um, yeah. as far as, like, running your business? 
Um, you know, I think that it's been um like incremental. It hasn't been nearly as big as I want. I mean, this year it will be um six years that I've been in business, but I, I also understand it could take ten years to be an overnight success. Like you gotta put in the work. Um but right now I'm also in the middle of my rebrand, which I should be ready to reveal in the next few weeks. Um, so that's going to be a lot different, you know, so the business itself will be a lot louder, a lot more patterns, yeah. more professional graphics, not what I've done, you know, because now I have some money that I can pay some real designers to do something. Um, so it's like the business that I always wanted to make. I started Ivy's Tea Company with $715, which has been good, you know, but it's not enough money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not enough money to really make an impactful business. I mean, the truth is now that I'm in it and I see my competitors, which would be other consumer product goods, like um, anything that you would find in Target, mud water, Rishi tea, um, renewed, any of those sorts of beverage companies. Um, you know, these are people who are starting with millions and millions of dollars. I am so far behind. So it's, you know, I, I try to be happy and grateful for what I have and where I am. But the truth is, I know that if I had somebody to give me $275,000, like Jeff Bezos did, like, I'd be almost a trillionaire, too, because I've been able to do so much with 715. So how much more could I have done with a quarter of a million dollars? So right now, it's just about celebrating where I am and celebrating my community and growing it that way. So it's slow growth, but growth is still growth, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, for sure. And by all means, I don't want you to like, like short sell yourself. I mean, no. I was on like one of your lives and you was like, like I run a six figure business. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yes, I definitely do. IBC company is a six figure business. I make mid five figures every single month. So yes, we are certainly... <laughs> <laughs> making money but you know i guess you know i also watch other things right like you see um crayon case and i remember one time i saw super cent had made two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in a day and that put everything into perspective for me it was like okay like there are some women out here some black women out here really making money so i'm not trying to shortchange myself i just if there are entrepreneurs in the group like i just want to encourage all of us to dream big and think big because five figure months are good but so are five figure days yes. and it would be nice to have those every single day like we deserve it so look i got somebody in the comments and just so you all know there will be a q a session but feel free to drop drop your questions and i'll try to um pose them as they come up but somebody asked are you hiring <laughs> 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 Didn't they just hear me say I ain't got that much money? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, when you talk talking six-figure businesses, it's like, you know, people look at you like, okay. Like, uh, okay, well, I will certainly put that into perspective for y'all. Um, you know, because I'll, you know, you told me to be honest in open markets and I will do that. Yeah. Um, the girls that are online, I don't know what they're doing. I think that a lot of them don't pay their taxes. Taxes are a lot of money. Yeah, um, you know, um, there's that poem, um, uh, Erica Badu was on the Deaf Poetry Time, um, and she said, tax, tax time, come, you make a million dollars, or sell a million records, make a million mo. tax time, come around, still in the po. And it's true, you know what I mean? Like, they take 
um, a big portion of your money when you're self-employed, you pay social security tax, you pay Medicare tax, you pay state tax, you pay federal tax. Um, it's a lot. And so girls try to get around it. They register their businesses in Delaware and all those sorts of things. But over here, I, I can't do jail. They don't have no pedicures, no pasta primavera. I can't do prison. <laughs> so I do everything as legal as possible. Um, and so you do make money, but you do end up putting a lot of it out in taxes and also a lot of it out in um, products that you need. So packaging is expensive, you know. So it is money that you make for sure, but it takes a lot of money to make a lot of money. And so I'm assuming that means no PPP loans, <laughs> no oh, fraudulent no. PPP loans. No, no fraudulent ones, no real ones. I don't like them. I don't like to owe nobody. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, that's the standard. <laughs> and so I know you talked about your rebranding initiative again, and I have like plenty of like my tea oh. and my honeys here. Yes, um, thank you. you. Yes, you're welcome. So can you talk about what that looks like? As far as sure. the, the rebranding, is it new products or is it, or is it just a new look altogether? Um, so it's a new look altogether, um, and it is a new name. Um, but the product names and the products themselves won't change. But everything else will look and feel different. Um, I'm going, you know, I've I've always wanted to be, like I said, like if anything, like Ivy's Tea Company is like Gucci Mane like mixtape era Gucci, you know? And now the rebrand is like Gucci, who's like working with the fashion house, you know? So we still keeping it gotta. We done put a little more refinement. We done took off our tattoos, off our faces. The diamonds are a little bigger. <laughs> yes. um, so if I could put it like that, like that, I, I've always wanted to be like the supreme of tea. And that's like huge for me. I see T the same to hip hop as the same way people see fashion and sneakers. Like that's what I want to make T. So it's it's new, it's different. No one's doing it in this space. So I'm kind of, I guess what is it, the first cowboy over the hill, but I'm willing to do it. I love to be first and I love to take risks. So I'm excited to see how everyone responds. Yeah, and I can say again, just certainly I think you're a trendsetter. I don't see many black herbalist like period and many black women in this space so i think you're cer certainly setting a trend for yourself now i want to even like take it a step back um again i know you were an english lit major I yes. think college. so i think before then like like what were you doing and how did you um like decide like okay tea is my passion and i want to really pursue this well i was working in nonprofits in the dc area um i'd worked for the biophysical society um, so I worked with biophysicists in their journals, so I helped them get their literature published. Um, I worked for the American Society for Engineering Educate um, for Engineering Deans, uh, so I helped them with like a lot of outreach and like doing exhibits and stuff like that. Um, what else? I worked for um, the Friends Committee on National Labor, so I worked with Quakers, a Quaker lobbying organization. Um, and all in all, I just felt tokenized. And so I felt like maybe it's me, you know, I hate all of these places. <laughs> is it possible that the places are all that bad or is it me? Um, and I was complaining, I lived with my sister in DC at the time and I told her like, I wanna start my own business. And she was like, okay, you know, I'll do it with you. And so she really loves perfume and I really love tea. Mm -hmm. um, so I was open to both cause I didn't know what I wanted to do for the business. Um, 
And so I was like, oh, I'm going to find like one of those accelerator boot camps and they could teach me how to run a business. So I did that and everything. And my sister was like, Nene, you're just way too intense. I don't want to do this with you anymore. And so that's why I ended up really doing tea, like focusing on something that I like. Um, and it was just an outlet for me. For the most part, I started my own business because I wanted to make more money. I didn't think that I would ever make as much money as I wanted to make as an employee at the nonprofits. I also felt tokenized and I really wasn't challenged. And so it just started off as a side hustle that would challenge me. And if you like a challenge, being an entrepreneur, a creator, running a podcast, you know, those sorts of things come with constant cha challenges, you know. So if you like that, you'll be constantly fed. And so that was the main reason for starting my own business. I always wanted it to be something that I went full time with, but I didn't expect it to be the way that it was, which was I worked at the NIH and I ended up getting fired in the middle of the global pandemic. I felt like Craig oh. and Friday. Who get fired yeah. when they work from home? Yeah, so I got fired on June, June 3rd, 2020. Um, and I was just like, whatever, I'm out of here. And I was just like, I'm going to go full time with my business. Uh, my mom was scared, of course. She's like, you know, you have your bills. It's just you. Like, how are you going to do it? But just with hard work. And the good news is that that month, I'd made my yearly salary that month. I had never done that before. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to keep yes. doing it. I'm going to go full time. I'll be all right. Like, I'll be covered. You know, so sometimes you just got to take a risk and believe in yourself. And so, and then I want to know, so what was that point where you started to see like, okay, like I can be successful at this and I can actually do this. Like, what was that aha moment for you? Well, I had like months where I had like, I had like a couple of, like I had enough orders to like pay my rent, for example. And I was like, okay, if I just keep at it, you know, like people will learn about me. If I work on my email marketing, like people will share it. If I make sure that I push out enough content on Instagram or Twitter, like people will find it. And so that was basically like me just testing the waters to see if I could in fact get a lot of orders. And then I got enough orders. Um, and then I started to make more than I was making in my day job. And so I was like, okay, but I still had a lot of debt. <laughs> I still had a lot of debt and I really wasn't managing my money at all, much less like managing it well. I was just like, I got paid. I'm going to buy what I want to buy and pay my bills. And that was that. Um, so I started to save a little more. And once I, I, my plan was to quit my job when I had six months savings in the end i because i got fired i only had about two and a half months um but that was i was just working that plan to save enough money in case something happened so that was just my my plan was like can i pay off my bills and also save enough money to keep going then i'll do this full time if that didn't happen i was going to keep my day job got it got it <laughs> And so I guess maybe since starting your business, what are maybe some of the lessons learned from just like starting out um, and like really like doing this on your own? And then, well, one, I'll actually ask this question. Like, do you have like any family members who are entrepreneurs? Are you like the first like ever? Um, well, my grandmother was married to um, a man named George. And I don't know if you remember Sweet Mango Cafe. I don't know how long you've been here. 
But um, Sweet Mango Cafe was known for having the best jerk chicken in D.C., and it really was. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, my family decided to open their own restaurant in, in addition to that. So George was, like, working at Sweet Mango with his brother, but then he also kind of wanted to open up a restaurant that was, like, more of his. And so he did it with my mom and my grandmother. And so that was the first time I saw somebody being an entrepreneur. Mostly it was my mom because she had quit her day job and she was cleaning chicken and opening the registers and balancing books and all that stuff. Um, and I was 16. I would I went to Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, I would take the bus to Greenbelt Metro Station and then take the train down to uh, South Dakota Avenue and I would walk to be there and I would help her in the evenings and run the cash register. So like that was my first like glimpse at entrepreneurship. It was really hard. It was gritty, but it was a storefront. If it was today, like it would be so easy because you could check out people on the iPad, like everything's so different now. Um, so there was just a lot more to it then. And that's the first bit of entrepreneurship I ever saw for the most part. Um, my grandfather was a mechanic, my grandmother a nurse. So they were really big on trades. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what they pushed my mom to do, but then she didn't really do trades and she encouraged my sister and I to go to school. So I guess that's just like a little bit of maybe that immigrant journey. Mm -hmm. um, so entrepreneurship was probably, was probably like bound to be my end result. <laughs> and so I'll say, what does, um, what does business ownership mean to you? Like on a, on a deeper level, like what, what does it give you? What feeling does it give you? It gives me uh, a lot of empowerment. Um, I have a lot more confidence than I ever had before. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, you had asked me a little bit earlier about like lessons that you learn and what I, one of my biggest lessons that I learned, which has shaped me and shaped me as an entrepreneur is that, and also a woman, is that I know that as a black woman, like a lot of us feel like we get that angry black woman stereotype, but I know that's not true. A lot of us know that that's not true. Um, people are just projecting. And for the most part, I was pretty soft. And as an entrepreneur, like I've had to get really, really hard. I've had to get real tough. I had to be mean. I had to speak up for myself because there are so many people that would take advantage of you. Yes. Um, so being an entrepreneur for me has meant standing up for myself, taking control of my future and and being like a grown up um, in a way that I hadn't really before, or at least I hadn't felt like one. So it helped empower me a whole lot. Wonderful. And I know you also talk about, again, kind of like uh, what were um, like real world experiences. Uh, I think the obvious one here is COVID. How has COVID impacted your business? Um, uh, and I guess in, in many ways, COVID had a positive effect on my business. For one, a lot of people have been looking for herbal remedies. Um, so because I had been putting in that groundwork, you know, which is so important, you have to work hard on the days where you have zero dollar sales on the days where you get a refund or the days where you have to reship something because it broke, you know, and you lost money on those days. Um, you got to put in the work at those days because when something like COVID happened, everyone was looking for herbal tea companies. People knew about me because of all the hard work that I had been putting in. Um, and also, you know, I got fired. I probably wouldn't have gotten fired if not for COVID. So it did help me because um, now I'm on this June, I'll be two years self-employed. Um, so it was actually like, so far, it's been really good for me. I'm not glad that it happened because a lot of people lost their lives, but it had a positive effect on my business. And I think a lot of other 
black entrepreneurs as well on account of the fact that a lot of people like to redirect their dollars after the George Floyd's murder and all that stuff. You know, those people are long gone now, but at the time we had made quite a bit of money and received a lot of free press that we normally wouldn't get. Got it. And I know with success, you know, come some drawbacks and some challenges. And um, I was actually, um, I joined like your live foot about two months ago when you were talking about like the lawsuit <laughs> when yeah. somebody tried to, I guess, infringe upon your um, your trademark of yes. fat tea. And so can you talk about the importance of one protecting your intellectual property? You have to protect your intellectual property. Like I'm going to just keep it straight with everybody who's like here. Um, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're a creator, um, you have to register for your trademarks when necessary. You have to file the copyrights when necessary. I know they're expensive. Trust me, I know. I just talked to my attorney a few weeks ago about getting trademarks for my product names. And she says to me, so how many names do you think you're going to do? So I tell her, and she was like, you know, I was like, well, how much do you think it's going to cost? You know, I assume it'll be about 15K, you know, which is already at the high end for me. Yes. Okay. Yes. She's like, oh, it'll probably be double that. I'm like, double? Yes. Ah, I just sent her back a meme of that black man <laughs> dead on the ground. I'm like, Miss Mamas. Yes, because no, there's a lesson here. Because I think, of course, like with each class, what is it like 275? Oh, each class is 275. Yeah. Plus the application. And then if you get a lawyer to do it, you have to pay them for their expertise. So it's it's a lot. And then a lot of my products have, um, well, not a lot of, all of the new product designs have um, patterns that I want to copyright. I mm -hmm. want to protect them mm -hmm. because I don't want anyone else to rip my patterns and start making T-shirts, you know. Um, and so, like, I'm going to be spending so much on the trademarks that she's like, we'll do the copyrights for free. <laughs> like, okay, thanks a lot. That's actually the cheaper one. A copyright application is like $500. Yeah. Um, so if you are an artist, you know, you have to. I mean, you can't stop, like, Chinese resellers, you know. They're in a totally different place. They're making the shirts. Like, you know, all you can do is file DMCA takedowns and those sorts of things on Amazon. But here in this place, in the United States, there are people who will take your stuff and they will be other I'm, I'm assuming that most of the audience here is black there'll be other black people who will steal your stuff like everyone runs around talking about how you know you gotta watch out for the culture vultures and this that and the third sometimes the culture vultures are the skin folk who ain't kin folk and they look nice they look sweet they look calm they look like they want to help you all in all they stealing from you. I've had more than one like tea company people, more than one black woman tea company come to my DMs. Oh, I love what you're doing. Everything you're doing is just so it's so great. Next thing you know, they're using my trademark and I gotta send you a cease and desist. You and my DMs telling me one thing, but on the timeline is something else. And the difference yeah. between me and everybody else is I will out you. Okay, I will go <laughs> comment. This don't look like trap tea to me. This looked like something fugazi. I suggest you build something up and let the girls ride on your way. Don't ride mine. Um, so it's, it's it, you have to protect it and you have to monitor it all the time. Sometimes I feel like an octopus, you know, like I have a bunch of arms and then like something else, like something from, what is that? That A quiet place, like one of them little monsters that got like crazy heads. Like you have to be monitoring everything because... 
they're out there. Some people build their brands on taking from you. Some people are like, oh, well, he's doing child and company like this. I could do, I could do it a little bit better. And sometimes they have a little more money or they have a few more followers. So then people are like, oh, I don't know. There's people who are like, oh, well, this big content creator is stealing my stuff and making TikToks and getting millions of views. That's what these people do. You better get tough. Like I said earlier, get tough. Stitch it. Duet it. Call him out. Okay? And let me tell you something. A lot of people might have a problem with him, but I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Do the Lil Nas X approach. All of it is engagement. If it's positive comments or negative comments, you use it as engagement and you continue to push your content because the algorithm don't know whether it's hate or not. The algorithm just know that they're mentioning you. So run it up. Take advantage. Don't let these people just take from you and you not get anything from it. And call them out. At, at the very least, they will lose their credibility. No one wants to lose credibility. No one wants to look stupid. And you can do that. Be prepared to fight. Um, if you are protecting your business name, your tagline, products, whatever, be prepared to sue. You know what I mean? I paid my lawyers $10,000 just about for... Hold on, because I'm going to stop there. Because I remember you being on your live and you was like, basically, I keep 40K in the bank for like you like <laughs> i do i do i yes. have it there i have it there currently okay yes. okay i um and, and i paid them all that money and i i lie to you not all they did was push paper mm -hmm. i never went to court i never had a phone call i never had a meeting no mediation no nothing and that's just to push paper so mm -hmm. this is expensive if you're gonna do it like be serious about it you know but i decided a long time ago that I was going to do whatever it takes <laughs> to make this a success. Yeah. And I meant that. Some of the people are playing around, but I meant it. I've got gently, I, I, I have like no experience, no nothing. Like I'm, I'm, but I'm willing to do whatever I have to, to protect my brand. So definitely all the content creators, because um, the line between content creator and business owner is so blurry. You know what I mean? It doesn't even exist anymore. Content creators have businesses that thrive and make a lot of money and they're doing better than traditional businesses because people like to respond to a person and content creators have that already. So make sure that if you are a business that you, that you are protecting it, don't run it like a hobby because there are thieves out there and they just lying in wait and you want to be able to send them that cease and desist. You want to be able to contact Instagram to take their content down if you need to. And you got to make sure you save your money up because some of them are going to try you. A lot of people think the cease and desist is a badge of honor. To me, it's step one in a process to suing you. And I, I listen, getting to, to the deposition is exciting to me. I've never done that before. Let's go. <laughs> I will spend yeah. the money. I will try it. You know, I'll be on my Cardi B, Tasha K situation. I don't know if I'm going to win, but I'm willing to try, you know, and there's a lot of people, they just count on us not being prepared, especially when you're a black creator. They really think that we, they can just take from us. That's just what they think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it ties back to that point of like ownership and what it means to you and making sure that again, you, you're, you're owning the space that you're like, you're walking in. So again, I don't think there are many, um, like black herbalists or, or black women in, in, in the tea and like the beverage industry in general. So certainly you have to like carve out your own path and mm -hmm. make sure that you, um, you know, make a stake and, and claim what's yours. What's yeah. rightfully. So yes, definitely. I hear you there. Representation is important. We won't have any future herbalists if I don't do this part. You know what I mean? So it's important to me. It's really important. 
Yeah. And so I guess, again, with that, now that you've gotten beyond that, you won your lawsuit. Again, congratulations. <laughs> uh, where do you see uh, IBC company, like, within, like, the next three to five years, considering, again, you have this rebranding and everything, like, what can we expect? Um, for the rebrand, I mean, I'm going uh, the proverbial balls deep. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... <laughs> I am... I am, like I said, I've gotten so much tougher now and I, I have a lot more confidence. Like, I'm not so shy. And so I'm ready to just do it all. I really, really, really want to work with Gucci Mane or 2 Chains. Like, that's something that I'm really going for. Um, I, I know that 2 Chains drinks chamomile tea. I just feel like we'd be perfect. Like, we would totally get along. Like, pretty girls drink tea. Like, we like the trap, too, but we also drink tea. Um... I I want to have collaborations with fashion houses. I would love to have a, a Dior and my new company collab um, the same way that like, like Supreme works with mm -hmm. Louis Vuitton. You know, I would like to do that. Um, and the third most important thing is to actually have a physical location. I want a storefront, but I don't want it to be a traditional tea house. I want to introduce streetwear and fashion to it and I want it to be like like Starbucks meets 90s Diddy video like I just want it to be super black and super polished it's all about redefining what people think of as ghetto I want to celebrate the ghetto I want to celebrate those I want to celebrate loud black girls I want to celebrate black girls with colorful hair um I want to celebrate all of the fun friendly wild crazy gay guys um, I just want, you know, I want everybody to feel like they are them and see themselves in what I'm doing, um, especially Black people. Like, it's really, really important. Um, I don't know how much change it'll result in, but I think that from my corner of the world and what I'm doing, that we can make a significant impact on how people see themselves and value themselves and hopefully shift the way other people see and value us as well. It's really important to me to do that over tea because these are the things you talk about at tea. You know, when you're rich, you get a salon. Okay. In your house, you get your salon, you know, and you have your artwork. You know, you've got naked ladies on the walls, and you sit down and you debate over tea. You know, this is what you do. Um, and I just want to invite people to do that and affirm themselves. And I just feel excited about seeing those conversations happen in real time at my tea house. Okay. Look, you know, <laughs> I'm sipping on my grown tea. Ew. Having grown conversation. Yeah, see, <laughs> um, you're ready. All you need is a salon, like three. Yes. yes. <laughs> and by the way, y'all, this grown tea is like really, really good. Like mm -hmm. I love it. Um, and also with the uh, what is this? The uh, the crime honey. Oh yeah. With the real like the vanilla in there. Like yes. Y'all go cop that. It's <laughs> it's really really good. <laughs> um, I, I guess. Well, one, is there anything that maybe you haven't discussed yet that you want the viewers to know about your business? Um, um, I want them to know that, like, I love it. I value it. I appreciate all of my customers. Um, that it means a lot to me to be here talking to you. you know, you know, whether this was your first one or your 10,000th, you know, I appreciate this moment. Like, it really means a lot to me. Um, I know you said you were nervous, but I didn't, I didn't, I knew you wouldn't have a reason to be. Because <laughs> yeah. um, once you're here, you start talking, you've got a vibrant personality. But 
Um, it's just a matter of like what we're talking about. It's just too uplifting. It's just too empowering to others for it to be something that will bring anybody down. And so I just want people to remember like this sort of feeling um, when they decide to make a purchase, when they decide to go to the Starbucks drive through like I want them to remember this, remember that we're here um, and that black business owners are trying, you know, we want to be everywhere. We're doing our absolute best. Um, and I hope to be one of the few ones to, you know, really break through and change the way people see black entrepreneurs. And I know that community is more than sufficient to get me where I want to go. So I want them to remember that when you're shopping and you're looking for a company, you find a sustainable one that cares about you. Yes. Like all my teas are literally made for you because they're made for me. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so now I think we can have a little bit more fun. Okay. <laughs> Going to like one of our gaming segments. Which okay. What's the tea? So, with that, um, again, as an herbalist, I want to uh, preface this by saying, Shanae is not a doctor, <laughs> not a doctor, but she is a certified herbalist. So with that, I know there are, um, you know, certain ailments that we could um, have, um, with, even within the Black community, but even outside of that, just like everyday ailments. So I want to... Um, ask you some questions about like maybe what are some teas or home remedies homeopathic remedies for fixing those and so okay. at this point feel free to um drop some things in the comments you guys but i'll kick things off um one because i saw just the other day again that you had in um a live session about uh, um herbs as it relates to libido yes and so i want to know for me as a male like how can i be as potent as maybe someone like nick cannon with eight children Um, you know, there's lots of things that you can do, of course. I think the most important one, I don't know, I would like to know if Nick Cannon talks about this. Um, you know, I think a lot of black men, a lot of men in general find themselves with like low sperm count, inability to hold an erection, etc. because they smoke and they drink. You know, y'all is having a good time with that cannabis. Listen, okay, y'all all having a good time with the tweets and the K2. And the vaping machines, all y'all doing, and the douce got a tight hold. The Casamigos got a hold on y'all. You gonna know you gonna be 35, 36. You know, finally snag the woman who's gonna tolerate your mess. You know, finally snag a, a, a nice guy who's gonna settle down with you. Mm. I'm sipping my tea. And, you know, <laughs> and look, and they not, you're not gonna be able to have the babies. You're not gonna be able to do it. Um, so definitely make sure that your diet is cool and your habits are in check. Like, make, I'm not saying don't drink or don't smoke. I, I think smoking is bad and it's not a good habit. But if that's what you want to do, you can do that. Just make sure you're being balanced. Like, don't be smoking so much and not doing anything else. Um, but there are lots of herbs that men can use. Um, there's maca root, horny goat weed is very popular. Um, ashwagandha. Um, these are herbs that are known to... Um, increased sperm production in some studies and can help men um, hold an erection. Um, if you are not able to hold an erection because of lack of blood flow, then you might want to try something like ginseng that will help the blood flow. But always talk to your doctor before you begin an herbal regimen in case you are on other prescriptions or you need to be on some prescriptions because it could be an underlying medical condition prostate anything could be messed up so don't be scared of the doctor i know a lot of people say yes 
Yes. The doctor, friend, Your doc, they don't want to hurt you. <laughs> yes. 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 I think I think we're moving beyond that. Um, what is direction better? Not sound like that. Okay, Megan. Um, <laughs> the boing sound. Yes. This will dramatic effect. <laughs> um, so I saw somebody put in here bloating. Is there anything for bloating for tea products or herbal products? Um. I guess that that depends on the person. I know that if you buy like skinny teas or teamy teas, stuff like that, um, those will be like um, a lot of leaves, like maybe blackberry leaf. Um, and they'll also have um, diuretics in it, which are diuretics are just anything that'll pull water out of your system because that's kind of what the bloating is. It's just an excess of water. Um, so in that instance, you'll have things like fennel seed or other herbs for digestion. Um, and then oftentimes those sorts of teas also have scent leaf, um, which helps you like go to the bathroom and like pushes stuff out of you. Um, so that's like mostly what those are for, but I wouldn't concern myself with bloating. I mean, okay, it's not that big of a deal, friend. Don't let these people make you feel bad for bloating. <laughs> You're if you, especially are you a woman? Like we do so much. Like anybody doesn't like we're, that we're bloated, they can suck it. <laughs> Drop a bomb on that one. Um, let's see. Uh, I think twerk in progress. Hmm, what a name. Um, <laughs> inflammation. Oh, so, yeah. So, um, well, there's lots of anti-inflammatory herbs. I'm not quite sure where she's feeling inflammation, but in that instance, you would look for herbs that are warming and kind of spicy. That would be ginger root. That would be cinnamon. Um, also things like fennel seed, cardamom. Um, and those are things that you can find in a tea, typically like a chai tea. Um, but alternatively, you know, you can cook with those foods. If you like Thai food, you'll find those ingredients in there a lot. And even Indian food, you'll find them in there a lot. So there's those. Um, there's turmeric as well, if you kind of wanted to do more of an island cuisine. Um, and there's also turmeric pills that you can take, too. Got it. Um, and I saw somebody said menstrual pains. Oh, um, if you, I, I actually made a salad today. I posted it on my Twitter page. I made a roasted pear and fennel salad. Um, fennel is a popular, well, I guess it's not that popular of a food in American cuisine, um, but you can buy uh, fresh fennel at the grocery store and uh, you can use the bulb, the big white part at the bottom, like you would celery or anything else. You can roast it. Um, you could eat it raw, but it does have a little bit of a bitter taste. Um, and it's usually used for um, menstrual pains. It can... Um, make it easier for the uterine lining to expel the shortening your period. So that could help either shorten the pains. Um, but there are so many other herbs that you can use. There's cramp bark, which is a very popular herb for menstrual cramps. There's red raspberry leaf, which is probably is pretty affordable if you wanted to buy that in bulk. Or you can even find that on Amazon.com, honestly. And there are pills for that as well. Blackberry leaf, um, black cohosh, but you should be careful where you source that because in some places it's like going extinct. Um, and stinging nettles. Stinging nettles is my absolute favorite herb. Um, it is something that I drink every single day and it really does help 
with menstrual cramps. Um, but the key is to take it before your cycle, um, like a few days before. And I know a lot of people are like, man, you know, what? a few days before, like, what? Like, Miss Mamas, you should know your body. You should know when things are happening. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself grumpy or you breaking out or you find yourself a little irritable, you know, that should be a symbol to, a symptom to yourself. Like, hey, girl, you might need to get on it. So definitely start, even if it's like, even if you're going to take Midol or something over the counter, like make sure that you at least started a few days before your cycle and you know what's coming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw somebody else say just your overall, like your best seller. Oh, um, our best-selling tea in general is Blow, which is a blue jasmine lemongrass tea. Um, and it's really popular because it's like a mood lifter. Jasmine is also an aphrodisiac. Um, but also if you add lemon juice or some honey, it turns purple. So people really like that. And also uh, right now it's probably Breathe, which is our mullein tea for upper respiratory support. And that, like when the COVID cases spike up, my cells and that spike up. So if you're feeling sick, dealing with cough, have uh, like bad sinus issues or even asthma, those are, it's good for you. Okay. And then I think this is another big one and you kind of hit on this, but stress, just relieving general stress. Uh -oh. Yeah, you know, the best way to remove stress is to get rid of the stressors. Um, I don't mean take them out. No blam blams. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, don't answer when they call. <laughs> they knock on the door, you get real quiet, act like you're not home. Um, but sometimes you can't, you know, sometimes stressors are jobs and you got to have your job because you got bills. Um, so you have to manage it um, as best you can. So for then, you would be looking for things that we call nervine relaxants. So these are herbs that are going to relax your nerves. Um, the difficulty can be if you have stress, but you also need to stay focused. Because a lot of nervine relaxants are going to help you de-stress but then they're like hey girl it's bedtime so they have like sedative properties um so you would want to look into herbs like chamomile and lavender check and see how those work for you for some people saint john's wort is a very popular herb for de-stressing um, but you also got to make sure that you're not adhd add or have any other sort of things going on because it can conflict it's very powerful um what else would i use yeah, I mean, I would stick to chamomile and lavender. And I know that those sound stereotypical, but a lot of people, when you go to the grocery store and you buy like a chamomile tea, you'd be surprised that it's not a real chamomile tea, like in the sense that it's a, like crushed up petals. It's not much chamomile in it. So when you get a true chamomile tea, like what I offer or any other loose leaf store offers, you find, oh, this does work. Like, this is the real deal. Like, I didn't need anything super potent. It's just that what you had before was maybe stale or not as fresh. So it wasn't effective. Got it. Um, let's see. I think did somebody say, well, no, I had this down. Somebody actually submitted this as a question yesterday. It was like curbing your appetite. What tea would you recommend? Oh. Or herbal, herbal remedy would you recommend for that? One of my favorite herbs for curbing my appetite is uh, peppermint has a little bit of a sweetness and I do like mint tea. I find that it's pretty effective. It also can freshen your breath and keep you energized. Um, so listen, some people, they, you know, you know they was complaining about the mask and having to smell their own breath. So they really do need all the mint they can get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a rough time for us all. 
<laughs> for sure. And if I'm lying, like I've been guilty, like sometimes it's just like, oh wow, I really walk around smelling like this. And it's like, you know, I brush my teeth religiously, but it's Yeah, just but like, it's what you eat. You don't realize. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't talk. So your mouth hasn't been moving, no saliva's been moving around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we all have been there. I'm not the only one. No. <laughs> no. Um, and I guess again, considering any of your other products, because I know you do much more than just teeth, you do you know, honeys, tea infusers, uh, you know, like tea sets. Um, anything out there that you want the people to know about some of your other products? Oh, well, yes, we sell our um, flavored honeys. Um, I get the honey, it's plain when it comes to me. Um, from a husband and wife apiary team in Ohio, for those who don't know, an apiary is basically like a bee farm. Um, and they ship me gallons and gallons and gallons. Like, <laughs> I order so much honey from them. Um, and that's another thing to remember. When you support IVC company, you support other small businesses, child. We we don't buy anything big box. Every, everything we get is family owned, operated, comes from a co-op, um, or is another small herb farm, like straight up. So and our honey is no different. Um, so that comes to me plain and then we infuse it in the warehouse. Um, we don't use any heat in our infusions because we're working with raw organic honey and raw organic honey is antibacterial. It's antiviral. Um, it's really, really good for you. It soothes the throat. Um, it makes great homemade cough syrup. Um, if you have allergies, and I would suggest you go to the farmer's market in your local area because go figure when the bees pollinate the flowers and then they make their honey they actually pick up like antihistamines so they can make it you know, make your allergies like not as severe if you eat honeycomb or you use raw honey from your area um so that's like a free tip there um but all of our teas and the honeys like they're not necessarily paired to go together but you know when i was doing the 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 tea i said i might as well offer the girls something sweet as well um so we've got regular ones like the our vanilla one we've got a lemon one orange cinnamon uh peppermint hibiscus and we've also got a lavender one and one of our other ones that's a little more on the fringe is called cut it it's a spicy honey it's really good on fried chicken that's totally not healthy <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good on biscuits um, and it makes great like if you make homemade barbecue sauce so you're kind of like a creative like that um, so there's lots of things that you can do with the honeys they don't just have to go in tea people put them on toast um, on pastries put uh, sweet potatoes pancakes french toast like chefs get really creative with it so I'm, I'm always impressed by what people can do with some stuff I'm not that person i get a blue apron box that's how i cook <laughs> and so let me see because i know you said like blow is like your most popular but if somebody was like it was their first time ordering from you like what what combination would you suggest maybe a tea and a honey sure if, if it's your very first time i would recommend sister sister which is our chamomile rose tea it's got chamomile rose lavender spearmint and a little bit of cinnamon um, it's one of the first teas that I made, and it's also one of our most popular, but Blow came a lot later. Um, and I would pair um, Sister Sister with Side Piece, our cinnamon honey, 
Or if you want to play up the lavender, I would pair it with views, which is our lavender honey. Um, it's really good. The lavender, of course, will help you like be more relaxed. Whereas the cinnamon one will keep you a little more alert. So that's the good thing about the teas. You can kind of tailor it to whatever you're working on. Um, it's really good with vodka if you like a cocktail. Um, or a little bit of gin if you like to play with more herbaceous herbs. Um, I don't. I use alcohol-free alcohol now, which sounds crazy, but I am uh, zero proof now. And it tastes really good in mocktails, if you like to try that as well. So <laughs> nice. I know my friend Ty is on here, and she is alcohol-free. So uh, oh, hey, yes. girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely, thank you for dropping that tip. Yes, yes. So now, I think you've given people enough to grow on, and in terms of, like, healing themselves internally, yeah. externally. So now... Let's bring in the hip hop portion. Okay. I want to test your knowledge on hip hop. I am so scared. I feel like I'm not going to do well. No, but you know, you claim to be a hip hop fanatic. So, and I believe you, but I just, <laughs> just want to make sure. We just want to check you real quick, just to make sure. So, well, a, is this going to be like Migos or is this going to be like Kumo D? No. Okay. So, this, <laughs> I can do either this one. segment is actually called Hustle and Flow. And so what this is, this is basically going to be me reading some, I think, famous, pretty famous rap lyrics. So, okay. And I'll, no, no, I'll cheat and tell you. Like, these are, like, <laughs> not anything that's, like, really, like, modern day. These are, like, classic hip-hop Oh, my lyrics. goodness. Okay, okay. And okay. I felt like that would be your vibe, right? Am I wrong? You're a, li a little bit. I listen to a Lil TJ, a little, uh, little Tekka, and be a young boy. Okay, okay. I'm all over, though. I also... I listen to Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, and also like classic stuff. So I'm I'm a I'm not a hip hop purist. Okay, got yeah. it. So, I listen so, to all of it. So I should know these. I should. Okay, cool. Look, we're about to find out. If so I I'm gonna don't, like, uh, I'm gonna be so sad at myself. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> so um, I'm just gonna start, and I'm gonna try to read these as plainly as I can because oh, I want to make so it hard for you. Like I don't want to like repeat the cadence. So, um, okay. What I'm gonna do. Okay. So the first one, and if anybody in the comments knows, feel free to drop it in the comments too for the hip hop heads out there. I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. Huh, that's easy. That's Lil Wayne. <laughs> he made oh, no, that's Nas. Nice. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong place. There you go. Nas. I was in the that. wrong era. Yes, yes. We, we, we're going to give you that one, just because. Okay. I'm pretty certain that Lil Wayne said it. You know, he, he probably, probably stole did. it from Nas. Okay. So, so no, it's okay. I was we're in the wrong era. My bad, y'all. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do me, please. I can't see the comments, so don't eat me up. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> said Tupac. Victoria. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, now this will be... Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Oh, so I had I switched them up. Now that's Lil Wayne. Cool. But, but you see how both of them sound like. I mean, I guess both of them are something he would say because in the end he did steal that from Nas. But yes, yeah, <laughs> he's so simple like that. He he is he is but but the classic. Yes. <laughs> okay, the next one. Ironic, you've been sleeping on the one you've been dreaming about. Hmm. I don't know that one. At least I don't think I do. 
Yeah, look, let me check in the comments. Anybody know this? I'll repeat it. Ironic you've been sleeping on the one you've been dreaming about. Let me see. Anybody? This, this sounds like a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> What's white and black it has? <laughs> oh, 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 we got Victoria, J. Cole, J. Cole. Oh. Right. See, Victoria does know something. You tried to eat her up for her Tupac comment. But look, she redeemed herself. Right. There you she, go, girl. <laughs> that, that's, that's my best friend, by the way. So, oh, see, <laughs> look, you don't have to take this. You can leave it anytime. <laughs> um, okay, this one. But don't you be calling out my name. I bring wrath to those who disrespect me like a dame. <laughs> I don't know that one either. <laughs> Victoria, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, come on. Come on. <laughs> Let me see. Because does anybody have this one? I'm going to repeat it for the, the comments. But don't you be calling me out my name. I bring wrath to those who disrespect me like a day. Come on, vibing with care. Queen Latifah, you and I, T.Y. Oh. <laughs> my bad. Yes. It's okay. Definitely. It's okay. I knew that it was a female rapper. I just didn't know who. Because yes. of the dame part. Yes. No, that would have threw me off, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next one. I'm two. I'm, what is it? Two for two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, two for two. Whatever. Yeah, two, two for two. two. So you okay. that. Let's see. If I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it? Man, I can't remember who that is. I know that song, though. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Let's see. I don't got it in the comments. Somebody got it? Let me see. I don't see it yet. Man, I don't. I've heard that before, but oh, I don't know where. Got it. Uh, Kimio, K Dot, Poetic Justice, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, no. I don't know that song. I don't really listen to much Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> really? You strike me as that type. Oh, but I'm wrong. I, I like Section 80, but after that, Okay, that's okay. No I'm telling Everybody. you, like, I am literally, what, you know that guy, what's his name, Ricky Fontaine, whatever his name is, who does that TikTok, and he's like, let me out of your car, you thug. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. me. <laughs> it's okay. No, I'll, first of all, I'll be the first to say I'm an R&B head, so if okay. I didn't have this list in front of me, I wouldn't know any of these, probably. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Okay. Oh, then this one's probably going to be hard then, but we're going to say Okay, for all of those who want to profile and pose, rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone. Ugh, that's a little graphic, but... Dang, I know that lyric. I don't, I don't know who said it. I forgot. I forgot. Okay. Let me see. Anybody in the comments know this one? That's somebody from... That's like a 90s uh, it, rapper. Okay. <laughs> a little halfway there. <laughs> I don't know. It's giving me like oh, that's all my so my deep y'all going in the right direction. Not quite. Oh, see, okay, shift ones. My brother got it. Prodigy. It was prodigy. Oh, it is prodigy. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the next one. Oh my goodness, how many are there? No, this this will probably be the last one. Okay. 
or I have to get out of here before I lose anymore. <laughs> no, because I want to give. Actually, I want to do two more. That'll give you time to at least like even it out. Because I don't want you to lose. <laughs> I think I'm already good. <laughs> okay. Now this. Okay. When the rain hits my window, I take an inhale. Cough me some endo. I'm gonna give you a hint. Dun, 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 dun. Is this somebody from the dun, West Coast? It um, it is a female rapper. Trash bag. She's a trash bag. No, no. The infamous video in a trash bag. Oh, you're talking about Missy Elliott. <laughs> yes. Oh, it sounds so weird without the beat. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Then I'm like, wait, that is the because you had me at the first part, but then the last part, I'm like, man, I can't remember, I can't pick that up on the beat. Yeah. Yes. You know well, see, I told you, I was, I'm gonna try to make it hard for you just a little bit. You know. Look, you did that, child. The next <laughs> person that if you play this game with somebody else, they gonna have to be like an industry exec to win this <laughs> game. <laughs> okay, you know, because uh, I'm gonna give you this one. I'm gonna skip around because I feel like you can get this one because I oh, want geez. you to at least even out. Now, even I would know this one. Okay. You know I only say it because I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you Oh, play. that's easy. Yeah, that's Lauren Hill. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Now see. See. <laughs> and I mean, I guess you I guess you won't well no, you came out even. I win. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, okay. One more, one more, one last okay, one. Look, I this will be the tiebreaker. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bullet holes left in my peep holes. I'm suited up in the street clothes. Hand me my nine and now defeat foes. Oh, that's nice. Well, I know that because I'm a big. Uh-oh. Am I back? Okay, yes, you're back. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes. And yes, like my friend Megan said, it's Black History Month, so you would have won, you would have won anyway. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate the charity. Y'all are so kind. In <laughs> <laughs> my comments, like if this was my live, they'd have been like, loser. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there are no losers around here. One, because again, it's Black History Month. Two, you're a Black woman. Three, you're always winning. And four, you're everything. So we gotta make that a sound. We gotta make that a sound bite. What was that? I said it has to be a sound bite. That has to go. So that that needs to go viral. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> let's um, y'all, let's share that certainly, <laughs> and um, help me go viral because you know I'm just getting started. So I'll take all the little help I can get <laughs> to grow my um, my little followership. So okay. So now. Again, I want to really get into it uh, with some of the viewers. Again, thank you guys for being so engaged. Now, I really want to give you all a chance just to, like, ask some questions. So uh, feel free to drop them in the chat, and I'll try to, like, keep a, keep a tab on them in the order, um, and we'll go from there. But I will um, start off with one that I saw earlier, and then I'll just uh, follow suit. How does one become an herbalist? Oh, so um, the first thing that I did was I took an herbal apprenticeship, um, and that's like where you work under the tutelage of a certified or clinical herbalist. Um, the herbalist that I work with um, was, in fact, a clinical herbalist. That means that 
something that people go to her and see her like a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, and she only recommends like herbal or homeopathic things. Um, it took me, it was 11 months for the first year of my apprenticeship. And I believe it was $1,800. Um, she does offer it on a sliding scale. So if you don't make a lot, like you can do it. Or if you want to pay more and you're super rich, you can pay more. Um, and you, I purchased like a bunch of herbs just to start with and some texts that she recommended. And we just kind of started. I met every Wednesday, I think every Tuesday from like 6 to 9 p.m. Um, for 11 months. So it was a long time. And I um, also did a lot of foraging, like going out into the woods and identifying plants and mushrooms and eating like mm -hmm. wild plants. I was the only black person and I was the only per black only person under 30. So I was really out of my oh, way. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, talk about culture shock. <laughs> Yes, and but you know, I've been talking about the herbal apprenticeship so much, and then last year I had the very first, um, I did a grant to send somebody through the herbal apprenticeship because it's based in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, and I had a young lady, her name is Nadira, and she won. She recently texted me and told me that she just finished her courses. Um, but I had taught a class there about um, herbs as uh, Beyonce songs, and um there were so many more black people like so many more black men black women um so it was really great to see that it's changing and i think that me talking about it and people sharing it with others helped it like really take off so i'm i'm proud to say that there are at least some budding herbalists at least working at home even if they don't start their own businesses mm -hmm. okay <laughs> and then i saw another question that said how did you know that it was for you and I'm assuming they mean like just your business the tea the whole thing how did you know it was for you mm, I guess in the beginning I didn't know honestly you know I was just trying it I think you got to get real comfortable with risk you got to get comfortable with trying anything new you know and that's like whether that be um in your late 20s and you want to try to meet new friends like you got to be comfortable with that or going to the gym for the first time and you feel like super fat and unhealthy you know you got to do that um you know all things you got to just get used to it and i think that it was just in the beginning i had which was important was i had a series of wins because at that time i was just way too vulnerable to take any losses so I applied for the herbal apprenticeship and I got in, you know, that was a win that I needed. Um, I applied for an accelerator to teach me how to run my business and I got in. Now, I don't know if there was like any serious, <laughs> you know, any application like process really, or if it was just like, oh, you applied and you paid, you know, but for me in that moment, these were wins that I needed. I applied for a, a grant from Buy From A Black Woman and I won that. So they were just like a series of wins that I needed. And it's so important that in whatever you do, that you journal in the evening or take task of your what you're doing and your accomplishments, because you'll forget about it. You know, you're doing the mundane stuff every day. You're here, you're there, you're everywhere. You got bills, you've got friends, you've got families. I know a lot of women have, um, or, and you know, a lot of people in couples, you have kids. Um, and it's just a lot. And you will forget that you were winning. You will forget that you had successes. So you have to write these things down. And over time, then you start to feel more confident that it is, in fact, for you. If you're seeing that you're just getting a series of losses, then maybe you should give up or at least pivot to find something different. 
But if you are winning, just write down that you're winning and keep trying and you'll see. Okay, this is cool. I can do this. It's it's not as bad as I thought. But you won't remember it just offhand. You're going to have to document it. <laughs> um, and then I saw another question. Uh, did you have an investor? I know you said you had, what, about a little over $700 starting out? No, I, yeah, I didn't have any investors. I raised um, $715, um, 300 of which was my own money. The 415 was what I got from family and friends. So, no, no investors. I... I didn't know, I guess it was ignorance on my part. You know, I didn't realize that you could raise money before you started a business. Mm -hmm. um, so that is an option, you know, for anybody. But you, when you're a marginalized founder and you're a woman or um, you're a black person or you're gay or you're non-binary or you're trans, you have to come with so much proof. You know, because they just don't take chances on us like they do other people. So if you're going to go for investors, you know, you know, I mean, like a real investor is not like, well, I shouldn't say real. You know, there's your family and friends round. Of course, you know, you can contact friends and family, get thousand here, two thousand, twenty five hundred here, there, you know. But if you're deciding like, oh, I'm going to try and get VC dollars or I'm going to try to raise a million dollars. Like you got to come with real proof. You know, you ain't white. They ain't just going to cut you. No. <laughs> $1 million, $2 million, $10 million checks just because, unfortunately, it don't work like that for us. I wish it did, child. I would I would pull a Theranos, okay? I would be Elizabeth yeah. Holmes. Look, my, my machine here, it could test a drop of blood. <laughs> and she was lying that whole time, evil woman. Um, but, yeah, so it, if you are bold and you're feeling brave, you can always start your business with whatever you have. Just know that your growth will be a little slower. I'm a prime example of that. Um, if you are willing to take two years or three years or however long it takes, you know, to work hard and get press and build a really good um, minimum viable product and have a very decent website, you know, then you might be able to go and pitch. But you've got to have a really great pitch deck, a really great one, and connections, Connections. <laughs> Connections are key. Yes. For sure. Okay, and then I know you are big on, um, I guess, of course, for what you do, comparing, like, loosely tea to, like, the, the tea that I think a lot of people consume, especially, you know, we can have a cultural moment. I think a lot of Black people might be somewhat new to tea, generally mm -hmm. speaking. So... What what's your apprehension between drinking loosely tea versus the tea that comes in bags? Um, well, a lot of people, you know, don't like tea because of what they've had in a bag. But tea in a bag is like really no good. First of all, the bag itself is texturized plastics, microplastics or um, GMO byproducts um, from corn or something like that. So... It's really not good tea. So you have loose leaf tea. You have your full leaf tea. Once the farmers go, they pick the tea off the leaves. That's the big stuff. That's the good stuff. That's the stuff that you pay big bucks for. That's the stuff that people like Tivana were getting. Um, that's the type of stuff that I use when I'm making a black tea like grown. And then at the very, you know, once they've done all the sifting processes and sorted it out, at the end there's dust and all these little particles. 
that's the part that Lipton buys. That's the part that, you know, Tetley T buys. Um, and, you know, it's next to nothing. So they're just going to put it in this little bag with this nasty little metal staple. And they're going to string their logo through it and send that to you. So a lot of people don't like tea because they're not even having good quality tea. It's not flavorful. It's very bitter. It's acidic. It doesn't taste good. Um, when I was younger, I drank that tea all the time. But most recently, I went to a restaurant and that's what they brought me. And it was really bad. I didn't realize just how bad it was. Um, so that's part of it. Um, the, the tea quality is just not good. The second part is that the bag is... My, is texturized plastic. It's not paper. We think it's paper, but when you realize it, it's like, if I really poured boiling hot water on this piece of paper, it would disintegrate. Mm -hmm. So this has to be something in addition to the paper. Um, so once you do that, you know, all those microplastics melt. That's hot water. Hot water makes things change, honey. And so all that microplastic, those chemicals actually seep out into your cup. And so you're just sitting there, sipping on this deadly concoction that you don't put all of this refined white sugar in, and you just, you know, you probably drink it because you're sick. So you didn't like, oh, goodness. And you, you're killing yourself more. You're not even realizing it. it's supposed to be healthy for you. And it's not. And this is the criminal nature of capitalism. But that's an aside for another day. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but I would say, so there's that. The initial sticker shock of buying loose leaf tea might shock people because the teas are way more expensive. But you can use them. You can use less. Um, you can double brew the tea in the sense that, so you made your tea today, you could take the tea in the strainer, just put it in some Tupperware if you wanted to use it tomorrow morning, put it in the fridge when you're ready to make tea, just take it out the fridge and just pour your hot water on it. You'll get another good cup of tea. Um, so it's just more bang for your buck. It's more flavorful. It's actually more healthy for you. When you have loose leaf tea and you put the tea in the hot water, the leaves can expand and the antioxidants can flow freely into your cup as opposed to being confined in that bag with those dust particles, which is really nothing. So it's just a much better choice um, from taste to cost effectiveness and also to save them to earth. You know what I mean? I know they switched us from plastic straws to paper straws, and a lot of us are upset because Kylie is still running around in her jet back and forth. But we can also do our own little parts. Um, you know, sometimes you can take your herbal tea leaves, you can compost them. Um, some plants actually like those tea leaves after they've already been used, so you kind of just put them into the pot. And the plant is like, ew, give me more, you know? So um, it's just better for the earth, better for you, and ultimately better for your wallet in the end. Got it. Okay, and then last question, because I know this is a big one, but like the detoxing, and you believe that there's no such thing as detoxing. No. The detail about that. Yeah, but you know, I feel, it always makes me sad when people are like, I ate bad this weekend, I need to detox, or I went to Miami and I was having fun and now I need to detox. It's like, you're not, you're not toxic, friend. Like, you're not, like, and that, that, that psychology that you're running in your mind and the bad things that you're probably saying about yourself, like it really makes me sad and you shouldn't talk to yourself that way. Um, if you have a fully functioning liver and your kidneys are working just fine, like your body is so smart. Like it is going to get rid of all of the chemicals. Like, you know, I didn't realize how smart my, how smart the body was until I started watching shows like Intervention. Like I'm hooked on addiction shows. My heart goes out to anybody with addiction. And, you know, when people drink alcohol, 
or if they're using, say, heroin or something, like, after a while, they don't get drunk. After a while, you don't get high. Your body is just like, do you want us to be functioning today? Give us what we've been having for the past year. <laughs> like, do it and do it now. And it sucks because you find yourself dependent on something. And it used to be so fun. And now you got to hustle just so you're not shaking in the morning. Like, that's not fun. If you're getting drunk, you want to at least be lit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's the power of your body. Your body will get used to what you give it. But a lot of us, you're healthy. You're perfectly fine. Your liver knows how to take certain things and move it over here and move it over there. Um, I did a live the other day about the alkaline diet and how it's really not real. It's just pseudoscience. Mm -hmm. It's just language um, that makes you feel like you're getting healthy. Like your kidneys regulate your body's pH and your blood pH. Like it's perfectly fine. If you don't have diabetes or cirrhosis or any other liver or kidney problem, you don't need to detox. You're not toxic. You don't need to start juicing. You don't need to start drinking some tea that's going to force your bowels. Um, trust me, I like money, okay? I want I want to... If I hit the lottery, I'm going to be so stupid. You don't even understand. You'll be like, wow, she was so calm on the live. You're going to see me. I'm going to be riding around it. All my car is going to be neon yellow. Every last one of them. I want you to see me and know who I am. So I want you to know that if these teas work, I would gladly sell them. But they don't work. So that's why I don't sell them. If you're feeling like, man, I feel kind of crummy from what I've eaten, you don't have to not eat. Just add more vegetables to your diet and eat more fresh fruits and drink more water. Like, it's really just that simple. You don't need to talk bad about yourself or there's no such thing as bad food and there's no such thing as good food. It's just food that can help you or food that might hurt you. But it's all about balance. So please don't say detox. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Point taken. It's, yeah, so. Be nice to yourself. Yes. So we're going to um, start to close things out. But I think one of the things I want to implement with the Food for Thought series is just always leaving people with some takeaways. Because, yeah, we might joke and laugh. But again, I want to be intentional and make sure that people actually get something from the conversation. So mm -hmm. based on what we talked about today, what would you say are maybe like three items that you want people to take away as far as like the Food for Thought? <laughs> um... For one, you mean when they come to listen to you? Uh, no, from, from you, just as a business oh, owner, from me. a black woman excelling in the business. It, it can be anything, cover anything. Um, so I guess I'll do one for entrepreneurs and aspiring business owners out there. Um, you know, stick with it and put in the work. You got to do the work. Um, you can't spend all your days in Jamaica. You know, you can't be flying here and there and everywhere. You can't answer their phone calls just because they call it. You can't go out just because they call it you. You got to work on your business if you want it to be a success. It takes a lot of work. I tell people, and I'm not exaggerating, I've been working 18 hours a day, six days a week for the past six years. And no lie to you, I would do it for another six years, another six years after that. I love working on my business. And if you don't have that feeling about what you're doing, don't do it. Like, honestly, don't be online taking these girls' money and not shipping their stuff, okay? Because you make it hard for all of us. Just huh? hang it up. Flat screen. <laughs> okay. Um, my second one, um, for anybody who, like, wants to be an herbalist, I would say, you know, 
research herbal apprenticeships in your area. Don't be that person that just reads a couple of books, follows Hood Healer, and go does a couple of Google searches. That does not make you an herbalist. It doesn't make you um, intelligent enough to, to share anything with anybody. You know what I mean? Because you want to be giving real helpful information, not harmful information. And some herbs do harm people. And not all bodies are the same. So you don't want to be making blanket recommendations just because you read it on the Google. You want to be a real herbalist? Go do the work. Don't send me no DM asking me what books I recommend. I'm going to tell you I don't recommend none. I recommend that you find a mentor who can help you. Because this is life or death. You know what I mean? You're going to mess around and have people drinking that juice. What was his name? Jim Jones. Okay? Don't be that person. <laughs> Boo! Definitely. Two thumbs down. Tomato, tomato. Brick, brick, brick. Look, I wish I had a tomato sound effect, but <laughs> no, look, maybe that'll be the next one. <laughs> you need bricks. We want, them, we want it to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Yes, bombs, bomb, bomb, bomb. Um, and my third thing would be anybody who's interested in like using herbs for themselves. Um, I would just say make sure you always talk to a doctor first. Be open minded to trying different things. And also, you know, you gotta approach it kind of like dating, you know. Elderberries might work for me, but they don't work for anybody else. You know what I mean? Um, Sherrod might have been a bad partner to Tina. He might be great for you. You know what I mean? So just be open and be willing to try them differently. Um, no one herb is going to heal all of your problems. You need like a routine, a real regimen. And you should always talk to your doctor if that's what you're going to do. Herbs can help with just about anything. Um, but they should always be something that you work with a doctor or your trusted medical professional to do. Like, don't just start taking stuff. I want did that and I could have really hurt myself um, seriously my blood pressure went really really high because I didn't do what I was supposed to do which is do the research and I'm an actual herbalist like I had been studying and I had been reading the books and what happened to me was not supposed to happen to me and now like two or three years ago research showed that it can happen so don't be the gerbil don't be the experiment talk to somebody who can help you yes, yes. and I'm gonna add on one last one and that's Buy from a black woman. <laughs> gang, gang. Black women are here. Yes. And more specifically, buy from Sinead Jones. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe not today or tomorrow. Rent due. You, do, you don't want to have a nice tea collection on the side of the road. <laughs> Make yes. sure you get a little extra change. Because, look, I'm not hiring and I'm not letting anybody come into Come in my house, it's just me and my dog, Foxy Cleopatra. Yes. I'm going to be like, I can get you some hot water, though, friend. <laughs> okay, well, look, we'll, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so definitely, um, I encourage everyone, if you want to try teas, definitely. My tea is really good. I'm not biased, I promise. It's better than anything you can find at the grocery store. It's better than my, com better than my competitors. I buy their teas with my secret alias. Eh. Um, that's another free tip. For the business owners, find your competition. Get you a green dot card and a fake email address. Um, uh, but I do that. Um, it's, it's yeah, yeah. So give us a try, please. And, oh, somebody said, what's my dog's name? My dog is Foxy Cleopatra. She's named after Beyonce from the Austin Powers movie. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the dogs matter, too. So yeah. Yes, they look. I'm a dog lover. I'm a dog person. 
I thought I wasn't going to be. I turned into a crazy white woman with my daughter. Oh, now come on now. <laughs> I buy, no, her, I I buy her clothes. I buy her treats. It's ridiculous. But that's okay. Look, you have to spoil the ones that you love. Yes. Even if they have four legs. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Yes. But no, Shanae, I really, I want to thank you again for being like the very, very first guest. Um, who knows what this might be like years from now, so I will always remember you as being my first guest. Oh, thank um, you. you in a special light, so thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you. Yes, as far as the viewers, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Um, please be sure to follow Shanae on all her social media handles. And Shanae, just drop everything where they can access you and get in contact with you. Sure, you can follow me at Co. Um, and we're at online at ivc.com. If you wanted to see me personally, like, cause I do have my own antics over my personal Instagram page. Um, it is Shanae did good. S H A N A E D I D G O O D over on Instagram. I think I actually put it in my bio, um, in this IVC company bio. So you can find me there. That's where I share my debt free stuff. Um, what it's like being a founder, different trials and challenges I have. I'm currently in a challenge right now where I don't say the N-word. It's been hard, y'all, especially when you listen to rap. <laughs> now I only I can only think it. I can't say it. Um, but, yeah, so if you want to, like, follow that journey, um, you can follow me on my personal page. Otherwise, right here at Ivy's Tico, that's where you need to be. Got it. So thank you. You guys go follow her. Again, go buy from this black woman. Go support her business. Let's uplift her so she can, like, be, look, the seven-figure business. And she's already in the sixes. <laughs> and so with that, I also want to make sure, um, everybody, be sure to follow me at Challenge Company. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm about to start a TikTok. So once my friend Ty helps me with that, because I'm too old for this. Like, you know, I got <laughs> I got to get in. I'm not about to be two-stepping with these, like... <laughs> no, but you do your meal recaps. Like, that sort of thing will be yes. well on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, it's just a lot. But but I'm going to get on it, because I yeah. realize I got a market and brand, you know, challenge company for what it is, so... Yes, you got this. this. You got Thank this. you. Thank you. Um, and just in case, uh, for anybody who maybe wants to, like, rewatch this, I'll try to... Well, no, I will post it in my feed, and... um. I'll also post it on YouTube as well. So feel free, just in case you want to, again, rewatch or share it with a friend. And so, um, and lastly, if you happen to know any other um, entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry that may want to be featured on Food for Thought, let me know, DM me, and we'll try to coordinate and make that happen. When's the next episode? You know what? I would love to do this once a month. Again, I'll be... I just this once like, a month. You gotta do this on a weekly basis. But here's the thing, Sinead. I work full time and it takes a lot to put this together. I, okay, I'll say I would love to get there one day, but just starting off, this is my first one. You only gonna do 11 this year? <sighs> okay, well, you know days. what? Look, send me, send me some other entrepreneurs and we'll get it popping. I'll, I'll, I'll look, so I would you, love you, to do it weekly. You only want them to be in the food space? Food and beverage. Food and beverage. Okay. You know. Look, you know, you know, with the Bible Black Woman Gang, the directory got over six hundred members. You yes. can be flooded. No, really, send them my way. I would love. Okay. To, I, I love connecting people with, especially like Black business owners. So by I all means, you. yeah. If you have any recommendations, just shoot me a DM, and I'll be more than happy to kind of. Like if you, if you had told me this last month, I'd have got you twenty eight. You'd have been live every day. 
Oh, cool, cool. Okay, but see, so now you know. So now I'm expecting it. Oh, you go because you're gonna get it. I got your phone number. It's happening. Like, watch as soon as I... he thinks I'm playing. I'm about to go right into my Facebook group right now. I'm serious. Yes, please. As am I. You about to be busy. You better, you better charge your ring light. Uh -oh. Uh, you know what? Because I feel like like it might be kind of buzzing. It's about to go dead. Because I know. Uh, so yeah, that's why we definitely about to end things. Yeah. But no, really, Sinead, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. This again. I think I text you a lot right before. I wanted this to feel like a conversation with a friend, and it certainly felt like that. So I appreciate it. Of course. Um, thank you. And again, for all the viewers out there, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, ciao.